Hey. All right, so this is new. Y'all are awesome. Uh, it's an honor to be standing here and talking to you. I have prayed, and I believe that the Lord has some words for you, and I say some words because I believe that throughout this time, there's going to be pieces and nuggets and things that God is going to speak directly to your heart and bring freedom in your lives. I believe it with everything in me, so I'm just asking you to listen to what the Lord has to say, not what Bridget is saying. It is filled with scripture. So hear the word of the Lord today. All right, I'm going to start a minute. Uh, we're in a series, and it's called In Due Time. We're talking about birthing revival. I was going to do a quick recap of that. Went and watched all the videos and had so many notes. I thought, nope, y'all just go watch it. <laughs> Go watch it. I'm not, I'm not doing all that today. But I will say that last week Paul mentioned um, that we're starting to shift the series into a practical what does revival look like. And he reminded us that we need to be faithful in the thing that God is birthing. While he's birthing something, we need to remain faithful. So practically this week, everybody say this with me. We're going to say it a couple of times throughout this morning. This week practically... There's a push coming. One more time. There's a push coming. So I got to thinking about labor, right? I'm just going to throw out some words that popped in my head. Loud, intense, movement, shouting. The push is, be, uh, the push is bringing new life. And at the core of that mom, pushing, there is a focus on one thing. Getting that baby out, right? All right, there's a push coming. Why do we say that revival is being birthed? That's a question that we get actually quite a bit because we say it quite a bit. Um, there are a few things that I see growing in this body and in our people, and I just want to share a few of them with you. People are responding to the presence of God. People are being stirred and encouraged and equipped in the presence of God. People are seeing the power of God moving in their lives in new ways, and people are sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus in their daily lives with great boldness that they've never had before. I didn't look up the worldly definition of revival and I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> um, for me, the revival that I see in our body that is flowing out into our city and into our homes is evidence that God is working and moving in this present day and he wants to save people and set them free from the lies of the enemy. That is revival. The presence is tangible and real, and when God Almighty shows up, I will respond. There is a push coming. All right, deep breath. Before I ever get into that push, I want to... Um, Oh, hold on. Before I ever get into the push that's coming, um, I'm going to read a Psalms, and it's a very long Psalms. And full disclosure, this is not what Bridget thought Bridget was going to be doing, but into this past week, I was con it con the Lord confirmed this, and so we're going to go for it, okay? I need you to hold on, get in the scripture. It's Psalm 71 if you want to go ahead and find it. Um, this is my testimony. I can read this scripture and I'm going to tell you pieces of my testimony and why I will praise. 
Sorry. If you are a note taker, just going to say, don't. Go rewatch it. I'm going to go fast. I know I am. I can feel it in my soul. <laughs> just go watch it later. But I want you to hear what the Lord says and, trying to, and not try to write things down and miss something because God is going to speak something to hearts today. All right. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of evil and cruel men. Throughout my life, the Lord has been my refuge, my rescuer, my deliverer in his righteousness. He has saved me. He has been my rock. He has been my fortress. He has delivered me from myself. He has delivered me from others and from the evil plans of Satan. He has delivered me from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of evil, and from cruel men. The Bible says in Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. The struggle is real. The enemy is real. And I have been saved and delivered, and I am thankful. There's a push coming, y'all. I'm just telling you. All right. Verse 5. For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth, from birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. From birth, from birth, my life has not been easy. My childhood, I would say, was a hot mess. <laughs> My teenager, my teenage years were filled with terrible choices. Our first years of marriage, they were hard. One miscarriage, cervical cancer, three kids in five years, all while my thyroid decided to crash. Hormone imbalance is no joke, which left me depressed and honestly at some, and honestly at some of the lowest places in my life. Raising teenagers and adult kids is not for the weak at heart. <laughs> They're awesome though. And then several years ago, <laughs> several years ago, the Lord called me out of a full-time career job and into ministry, which led to a full-blown pandemic. Y'all, this life can be brutal. I'm just saying, it can be brutal, but there is good news, and his name is Jesus. And I have relied on and trusted in the goodness of God and his word in all of these times. And he has never let me down. He has never left me. And my mouth will be filled with his praise. Verse 9. <clears throat> Do not cast... 
me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him. For no one will rescue him. Be not far from me, O God. Come quickly, O my God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. The enemy is out there and he prowls around like a lion, seeking whom he can destroy. And I have chosen, it's a choice, y'all. I have chosen to say, I will praise you, King Jesus. I will praise you even when he, the enemy, seems close. I will praise you. Verse 14. But as for me, as for me, Bridget, as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long, though I know not its measure. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, O sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me. And to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, God, till I declare the power, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who, ha to all who are to come. My story. But as for me... <clears throat> I will always have hope. I will always praise the Lord more and more and more. It doesn't stop. The world around you may seem hopeless, but in Jesus we have hope and a reason to praise. Strengthen yourself in the Lord and be encouraged. Proclaim his mighty acts and his righteousness. Declare his marvelous deeds and his power to the next generation. The praise of God Almighty should never stop. It might be loud, and, it, and you should declare it with passion. And I believe that this generation needs to hear clearly all of the mighty things that God has done. The things that he's done in the past, the things that he's doing in your life today, and the things that he's promised he will do tomorrow. He is not a God that he should lie. He is faithful to his promises, and we need to declare it. There's a push coming, y'all. <laughs> All right, verse 19. Your righteousness reaches to the skies, O God, you who have done great things. Who, O God, is like you? Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Everybody say, God will. God will. God will restore. He will increase. He will comfort. This is the God that we serve. Verse 22. I will. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout. When I sing praise to you, I, whom you have redeemed. Everybody say, I am redeemed. I am redeemed. You are the redeemed of the Lord. 
You are the redeemed of the Lord, I whom you have redeemed. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. For those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. God will defeat your enemies. Continue to praise him while he's working, even if you don't see it. It's a choice. You choose to praise him. If you need help starting to praise, flip over to Psalms 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost beings. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That is telling you to remember. Remember what God has said, what God has done, and what God has promised he will do. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your life is renewed like eagles. Y'all, God sent his one and only son Jesus to die on the cross and take a terrible punishment for your sins, for my sins, so that, so that we can be forgiven, healed, redeemed, and saved. We can praise. We can praise. I don't care how mean people are to you, how many devils are coming after you. I don't care what life has thrown at you. I don't care. You can still praise God Almighty. You can still praise King Jesus. You can still respond with praise when the presence of God fills the room that you're in. You can choose to praise We just read, he is worthy. Oh, hallelujah. Job, Job said, though you slay me, yet will I praise you. He was having a hard time. If you don't know about it, go read it. And he said, Though you slay me, yet will I praise you. Psalms 42. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? We're talking to our souls here. Hey, soul, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Yet I will hope in him. Isaiah 12, 3 and 4 says, With joy... With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I was thinking about Mike, talking about his well, y'all. We have a well of salvation. Jesus has already bought and paid for everything in your life. You can draw from that well with joy. With joy, you will draw waters from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. His name is exalted in our praise. Our praise and our joy is a response to his salvation. We're going to go on a little bit of a journey here. It's all scripture. I'm going to spit them out fast, but I'm going to tie them together. 
Psalm 1611, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Nehemiah reminded us, Nehemiah 810, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalms 22.3, the Lord sits enthroned in our praises. All right, let me tie this together for you. When we praise, the presence of the Lord fills the room. There is fullness of joy in his presence, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Did you get that? Let me tell you one more time. When we praise, the presence of the Lord fills the room. There is fullness of joy in his presence, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. We walk around weak and discouraged when there's joy waiting on us in the presence of the Lord and strength waiting on us in the presence of the Lord. Come on. And you don't have to start praising when you're strong and you feel like it. This is not about emotions. Not when you feel like it. When it's all going well. Because Isaiah 63, 1 says, Put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. There is a heavenly transaction that takes place when we choose to praise in the middle of our heaviness. When we remember and declare and proclaim His goodness... His presence sits enthroned over our lives. The Bible actually sometimes calls it a sacrifice of praise. Sacrifices aren't easy, y'all. I want to try and show you something here. When we're discouraged, when we've got a spirit of heaviness on us, for whatever reason... And that spirit of heaviness is weighing us down. It's weighing us down, and we feel like we can't move. We feel like we don't, can't breathe. We feel like all hell is coming against us, and there is a heaviness. That heaviness, first of all, will affect your, your physical body. So there's a heaviness on you, and in that place, when you feel nothing that wants to praise God, we just read in Psalms 103 why you can praise God. He is your Savior. He has forgiven you of your sins. He heals all your diseases. So we're in this place of heaviness, and all of a sudden we're like, you know what? God, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful, God, for your salvation of my soul. I'm just so thankful, God. In that place of praise, his presence comes and sits enthroned in those praises and that heaviness that is pushing you down will be pushed out and he will fill your life with joy and when you start to feel and pick up on and recognize and understand the joy and the strength of the Lord is yours you will begin to praise and it will be loud because you will have an understanding of who God is in your moment of weakness, in your moment of heaviness, in your moment of despair, in your moment of depression. At this point, you didn't have anything in you that wanted to praise. Nothing. Nothing. You might not even want to get out of the bed. Y'all, You have to choose to say, but God, you saved my soul. 
and I will praise you all the days of my life. And there will be a heavenly transaction that takes place, and your praise will change. There's a push coming. There's a whole new level of praise. We don't praise to receive that breakthrough. That is not why we praise. We pray, but when we praise and when we remember his goodness and choose to praise him, God is faithful to bring the breakthrough, to release the breakthrough. He will do it. Psalms 22:25. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. From God comes our praise. Nothing else. Nothing else. Psalms 87. Singers and dancers alike say, All my springs... All my fountains are in you. Everything that comes out of me, God, I want to be coming from you. And I will sing and I will dance and I will declare and I will shout. I'm going to read Psalms 149. It's in the Passion Translation. If that messes with you, I'm sorry. Go read it in a different one. God's high and holy praises fill their mouths. God's high and holy praises fills their mouths. For their shouted praise are their weapons of war. These warring weapons will bring vengeance on every opposing force and every resistant power to bind kings and chains and rulers with iron shackles. Praise-filled warriors will enforce the judgment doom decreed against their enemies. Come on, y'all. I'm telling you. This is the glorious honor he has given to all his godly lovers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There is a push coming. Will you push through with wholehearted praise? Paul and Silas, we know the story. They pushed through with their praise. And the jailer and his whole house were saved. All of them. Your push through praise will birth Freedom in your life and the families around you. God is always wanting to bring life and freedom to families. Always. It's not just about you. It's not just about you. Our praise should eventually be extravagant. It will look different for everybody, but it should eventually be extravagant. Because our praise is a response to his gift. Our praise acknowledges his goodness. Our praise is a thank you to our God who is extravagantly given to his kids. We have an extravagant God who lavishes us with all good things. He is worthy of our extravagant praise. It's not about, let me just make this clear, it is not about how much you move, how loud you are, how much you give, and sacrifice. It's about a heart that responds freely and a response to the presence that is given unashamedly. A response without fear of man hindering or restricting our wholehearted praise to God. 
I'm going to give you some quick, some quick examples in the Bible where the reaction to his presence included some movement and some celebration and some excitement and some yay. If we were in Kid City, we would yell really, really loud. Kid City kids, you want to yell? Ready? Yell really, everybody really loud. I'm not going to do it in my microphone. I'll cover it. Let's yell, yay, Jesus. Ready? One, two, three. Yay, Yay, Jesus! Come on, y'all. Come on. Out of the mouths of children and infants you have ordained praise. That wasn't in my notes. That was great. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. Some examples that we have. King David, when he brought the Ark of the Covenant back into the city, David danced undignified in the streets. He didn't care. Now his wife, Michael, she got a little worked up. And she watched out her window and then she started to question him really harshly because it wasn't proper for a king to act that way. Y'all, don't be critical of someone else's praise. You don't know their story. King David had a story. You don't know what's actually happening. That's on you. Don't be critical of somebody else's praise. In Luke... When Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist and Mary walks in pregnant with Jesus, what happened to John the Baptist? In her tummy, he jumped, he leaped. There was a response to the presence of Jesus walk or coming in the room, right? Come on. Matthew, when Jesus enters the city during the triumphal entry, the people shouted and celebrated. Now in verse 10 it says the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? Right? We know how this story ends. And there were some religious haters that were close by. But when Jesus entered, when Jesus entered, people responded with praise. The arrival of God's presence brings revival. To those who are waiting and expecting and looking for him, not everybody will understand or even be pleased. Michael, David's wife, watched, staring at a distance, and chose to judge, and she missed the joy and the freedom of God's presence. Her critical spirit caused her to look at the actions of a man and not at what God Almighty was doing. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And if you remember, he was once an angel, the angel, in charge of worship. His pride and his desire to be worshipped got him kicked out of heaven. And today, today, y'all, he will always come to steal, kill, and destroy your praise and your worship always and a religious critical spirit will always be focused on other people instead of God Almighty and how he is working to bring breakthrough in the lives of people God is working to bring breakthrough in the lives of people who cares about the haters y'all come on focus on Jesus the Lord is moving in our body and there is a push coming All right, y'all, we're about to tie this thing up, I think. (sighs) The directives of heaven. 
may not fit in your understanding. And they may not fit in a perfectly little box. So the question is, who are you wanting to please in your praise? God or man? The fear of man will cripple you. The fear of God will empower you and strengthen you. There is a push coming, and I honestly believe that it's going to come through, and it's going to be released through our praise. The band is going to come, and we're going to start closing this thing. As I've been praying this week, I'm telling you I believe today is a day of freedom and that God is speaking to hearts today. I believe that was confirmed in the, in the worship this morning. So I'm just going to read to you what I have been praying, what I have been feeling that the Lord wanted to do today in this body and in your lives. <clears throat> I have prayed that this morning would be a day where you find freedom. Freedom in God Almighty and fullness of joy. Freedom from heaviness, fear, depression, anxiety, hopelessness. Free from the fear of man. Freedom from a critical spirit. Freedom from the lies of the enemy. The lies that have crept in and shut down your praise that could bring your breakthrough. Freedom for those things that hinder and restrain your movement. Think about that a minute. Freedom from the things that hinder and restrain your movement and freedom from any thought that would limit your wholehearted response and praise to God Almighty. The enemy comes in like a flood and the Lord has raised a banner over us of victory. So when the enemy comes in, it is our choice to say, God, I know what my eyes see and I know what my body feels, but I will praise you, King Jesus. He will sit enthroned over your lives and he will release joy and peace and healing and salvation into whatever you have going on. There's a lot going on in this room right now. There's a lot going on for each of you. And he doesn't say, oh, we're not going to worry about that. You just praise me. He says, praise me and watch me work and fix and step in and take care of those things that you don't understand and you don't know why things are happening. He will move on your behalf. He will move on your behalf. There is freedom in this house today, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. I'm going to pray, and Pastor Paul's going to come up and close us out. Everybody stand. There's a heaviness that I think the Lord wants to break through. And I'm going to ask you to respond. Not to me. I can't do nothing for you. Well, the power in me, maybe. But I personally, Bridget, can. <laughs> 
I'm going to ask you to respond to Jesus, however that looks for you. If that's down front, when they start playing, if that's in your seat with a hand raised and you've never raised your hands before in church, if that's a sway like, oh, goodness, what is happening? Whatever. If that's a prayer that you've never prayed of, God, I need you in this moment more than I've ever needed anything else, and you are worthy of my praise because you saved me, Whatever that is for you, this is about your wholehearted, your wholehearted praise to God. That's all this is. That's all this is. So, Father, we thank you for this morning, God. We thank you that you are King Jesus. We thank you that you are Emmanuel, God, with us. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You have a plan for us. You, God, Love us unconditionally. There is no sin that you did not die for. There is no sin that you did not die for. There is no shame that you won't take away. God, we pray that in this house today, our hearts will be set free from the things that have hindered us and held us back, held us down from worshiping you. And God, I pray that the enemy will be broken over this house, over these lives, and they will see you face to face in a way that they never have, Father. We love you, Jesus. Amen.